Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Legacy Homeschool Reflections podcast. I'm your friend, Ruth Adams, and I am so glad that you're joining me for this episode where we're going to be talking about homeschooling and education and family discipleship. So I believe that homeschooling is so much more than the academic studies. I believe homeschooling gives us as parents the opportunities to engage in family discipleship all through the day, all through the night. And it's such a gift that we get to spend the extra time with our children. And so today, my purpose on the podcast is to encourage you to look at your homeschooling and to think about, are there some ways that you can be more intentional in the area of family discipleship as you teach and train your children at home? So the verse that I thought would be fitting for this episode is... Luke 6 verse 40, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. So what a privilege that we get to be um, the teacher for our children when we choose to homeschool them. And this year has been really amazing to see all of the people that have come into homeschooling because of COVID. And there are many more homeschoolers, and that's always a good thing. I think any child taken out of the public school system is a save. And yet, having been involved in homeschooling for so long, I desperately want people to see more than just the academic pursuit. I want them to be able to see a biblical vision for there's so much more that we can do at home with our children than just teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic. But we can teach all subjects from a biblical worldview. And we can teach our children to, you know, study math and realize that God is a God of order. And when they study science to see his handiwork in nature, you know, and when um, they read, wow, we get to learn to read so that we can read God's word so that you can read God's word for yourself. That's what I love to tell my little ones when they're learning to read you're going to learn to read and it's going to be so wonderful because you will be able to read your Bible for yourself. And so um, recently I had the opportunity to observe a homeschool, well, a family that was brand new to homeschooling. And they looked like they really were just right at the beginning of the journey and really didn't know very much about what is out there and what's what and what path they should take and I was able to kind of see somebody show them some options to get them going and this family honestly looked like they needed direction they needed probably spiritual direction um I just sensed that and I felt like everything that was being communicated was on the academic side and it kind of I guess sobered me a little bit as I observed this because I thought of how many people are coming into homeschooling, um, you know, running from the public education system because it's become so corrupt, so polluted with humanism and atheism and every kind of wrong ism there is. And so many people are running 
from the teachings and the influences and even the danger in the public school system. And that was happening even before COVID. But then with COVID, many people have taken their children out and brought them home. But I want people to, um, that's wonderful. And I'm so glad for every child that's home. But I want people to go beyond that and to catch a vision for a lifestyle of family discipleship and how when we are doing our school and our academics and living life, we have so many more opportunities all throughout the day to teach our children the truths of God's word, to teach our children biblical principles, to model before our children what it looks like to be a follower of Christ and to think uh, biblically that no matter what's going on in our day, we want to think about it and respond to it biblically. And so that verse in Luke 640 says, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he has been fully trained will be like his teacher. That can be very uh, sobering when we realize how much our children are looking to us and observing us. They're observing our strengths and our weaknesses. They are observing us at our best and at our worst. And that is sobering. And we as parents are not going to always set a perfect example before our children and our young people. But it does give us an opportunity to humble ourselves before them when we fail and to go to them and say, I am so sorry for the way I responded there or I could have handled that better. And God is still working in my life and sanctifying me. And I just want you to know that I want to set a good example before you and I'm sorry about that. And would you pray for me? that the Lord will continue to teach me in this area. And sometimes we do have to go and apologize, and that's humbling. But I believe when our children see us in humility, then that models that lesson for them. It models for them that we should humble ourselves, and we should say we're sorry when we do wrong. So we have so many opportunities just as we live our days to model and the ways of the Lord, to teach them, to take them to the word of God. And um, then through these life circumstances, um, they can see us having a heart for prayer as we go to the meal table and we do more than just thank you for the food, but we pray about things that are happening around us and for needs of people that we know and love. And just in so many ways, they, they can see us following the Lord and we can talk with them and we can see what's going on in their lives and we can talk through things that if they were gone all day every day there there would be a lot going on in their lives that we would never even know about most likely but because we're doing life together we're able to have discussions when things come up, we are able to experience it together, talk about it together, pray about it together, and we can seek to follow Christ in all of our living and all of our learning. And so um, there's so many ways, and I think really the best advice I would have on 
how to do this family discipleship more and more in the homeschooling journey, my best advice is to pray because the Bible tells us in James that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it generously. And how many times I say, Lord, please give me wisdom. Lord, please give me direction. And I encourage you to do that in any season of the parenting journey, in any season of the homeschooling journey, to be so prayerful. You know, this is so important and such an opportunity. And we're told in scripture to redeem the time or to redeem the opportunities that God gives us to make the most of every opportunity. And so every day, is a day that we want to redeem for his glory. Every day we want to be pointing our children to Christ. Some days we just don't feel like it though. Some days we we really struggle. And on those days especially, I've so many times found myself saying, Lord, please increase my vision. Lord, please give me vision for this day, that this day truly counts for eternity. And so um, one thing I want to encourage you is I want to encourage you to use Christian curriculum in your homeschooling. Um, Christian curriculum that will portray a biblical worldview. There are so many curriculums out there. But, you know, if we bring our children home and we just plug them into like public school online, then we're missing that opportunity to train their thinking about science and about history and about every subject from the lens of a biblical worldview. And so through the years, I have used so many different curriculums. Yes, we have supplemental books, you know, that are not always Christian, but we have used um, so much Christian curriculum. And some of these supplemental books, I think as the time has gone on, you have to be more and more careful about the subtle messages in there. We have tried to be very discerning about the books on our shelves. And we have searched high and low for books that will um, portray faith and wisdom and virtue and beauty and truth. And it's so important. We've used a lot of, you know, um, the core curriculum that has been from Christian companies that we trust and we try different ones. Sometimes when you go into kind of like unit studies or um, maybe uh, books like a literature based approach, I've noticed through the years that sometimes homeschoolers tend to lean heavily on secular resources. And I want to encourage you to just search high and low and ask the Lord to give you wisdom. Like, okay, this might be an okay book, but this is going to be a better book. This book is going to beautifully portray God's hand and God's wisdom and the, you know, omnipotence and omniscience um, of our Savior as we study science. And this book here is going to portray God's sovereign hand in all of history. And so, and we have to be so carefully careful because there are many that are seeking to rewrite history uh, with a slanted view, you know, towards a liberal agenda, just a revisionist history. And we have to be so careful. And we want our children to um, 
study history and acknowledge the providence of God and see his hand throughout all of time. History is his story and he's sovereign over all and he has it all planned out from beginning to end. So um, just the other day, I was um, searching for some good living books. And this is just an example of what I'm talking about. We actually are going to start a, a, a unit study. And we have not been a huge unit study type family, but we are going to do a unit study on um, Little House on the Prairie, on the Little House on the Prairie series. And I am getting so excited about it. So I'm piecemealing some things together. And I'm looking for books on all different subjects as we can kind of branch out and um, little House in the Big Woods. There's, I think the first story has a, something about a bear in it. So I was looking for, you know, some some nature books that might have something about a bear. And, oh, we're just going to branch out and go into all kinds of things. I'm just so excited. But I was looking for some sort of beautiful living books, um, science type readers, and I had seen through some some various education programs a few that seemed to pop up several times. I thought these must be popular people. I keep you know kind of seeing these um, weaved into some programs, and so I looked them up. And what I found was the books looked beautiful from what I could tell, but it appeared to me that the author was extremely liberal. And had authored a book that I would never, ever want on my shelves. Um, something just very immoral. Very against God's standards for morality. And um, she had, um, you know, authored the books that I was, I was thinking about. That were going to be good science resources. And when I saw, you know, really where she's coming from and where her values lie, it just spoiled it for me. I did not want her books on my shelf. And so I share that to say kind of really search out the authors and um, and just where, where are they coming from? What is their worldview? And you don't have to put people on your shelf that you are going to disagree with because there are so many great resources and so many great Christian publishers, so many great Christian curriculums out there. And so I just think it's an area when we're choosing our books and we're choosing our curriculum to really be intentional and really ask for God's wisdom because we have our children for, you know, a limited amount of time. And so we want to do the very best that we can, that no matter what they're learning, we're pointing them to the Lord and to his ways and to his eternal truth. And so that all of our learning will cause us to want to praise him and worship him, worship the creator and not the created. And so there are bad choices and there are okay choices and there are the best choices. And through the years, I have more and more had a passion to choose the very best. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean that we don't have any non-Christian books or resources on our shelves. That that would be very uh, wrong of me to say that because we do. But I'm very careful and very intentional 
and the bulk of what we are buying and putting on our shelves as far as definitely for the main curriculum is um, rooted in a strong biblical worldview. And so um, I just encourage you along those lines and you know, we are living in challenging times and I think that it is a beautiful thing that we have this island of freedom to home educate our children and to disciple them at home. And we want by God's grace to be faithful because as that verse says, a disciple will not be above his teacher, but everyone when he is trained will be like his teacher. So we're going to rub off on our children and by God's grace, um, may we set a good example. May those who come behind us find us faithful. And may our example light the way for them, even after we're gone. Um, may they be able to look back and remember the things that we shared with them and the truths that we modeled before them. May we be faithful and may God continue to use um, that faithfulness even after we're gone into future generations. And so the opportunity to spend our days with our children, though it is very hard um, to homeschooling is not for the faint of heart. And there are many challenges, but the opportunity and um, just the eternal um, lasting fruit of the of our faithfulness and what God is doing through us, what can, you know, can even reap benefits in the generations to come. It's laying up treasure in heaven, spending our days teaching our children, training our children, discipling our children. It's laying up treasure in heaven. There's so many things that we could do with our days, but using them to point our children to Christ and to teach them what is true and right. Um, we'll never be sorry for that. And so I hope this encourages you. And um, just let's let's be prayerful, mamas, and let's seek the very best of curriculum to point our children to the Lord. Let's have his word just saturated in what we're teaching and keep going back to the word all through the day, all through the night, continually letting the word of Christ dwell richly within us as we speak with our children. And may we have a gentle tongue and may we, um, by God's grace, have his wisdom quick on our tongues. And so that's why we need to be in the word so that it will be fresh on our hearts and our minds. And so I hope that encourages you today. Um, I want to invite you to go over and to check out my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com where you can hear previous episodes of the podcast and check out our store with resources to encourage your family towards family discipleship. Thank you for listening today and may the Lord be with you until we meet again.